The following episode of TOEFOP is classified M.A. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, sexual references, a sex scene, prison rape, time travel, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. Hello and welcome to TOEFOP. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. How are you going? I'm alright, mate. I'm good, actually. We've known each other for a while. Oh, okay. This, this feels like this is going somewhere already. <laughs> We've known each other for a while. And uh, now I need to tell you, I'm not the man you thought I was. Uh, My real name. <laughs> well, you know, I was almost called Oliver. Oh, really? Yeah, Oliver or Andrew. Apparently, when it came down to naming me, it was Oliver or Andrew. Oh, man. Could you, I could see me as an Ollie, not so much as an Andy. Oh, I think, you know, in our relationship, I'm definitely Hamish and you're Andy. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, look, I, th- I, I think... So I get to fuck Megan Gale. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I think... Uh, and I think you're the sort of person who would be, that would be a good career. You'd be happy. Yeah, You'd be like, uh, how did your career go? Well, I fucked Megan Gale. So. You must have earned a fortune with that radio show. Oh, they weren't paying me. No. <laughs> I just did it so I could have sex with Megan Gale. <laughs> and I think I won. Yeah. I don't regret my decision. Exactly. In fact, I worked it out financially. If you'd had to pay that money, that much <laughs> money to have sex with someone as hot as Megan Gale, I still came out way in front. <laughs> in fact, Megan was paid. She was the only one who was devastated when she left the radio because she was on a million-dollar-a-year way. She was earning more than Hamish. <laughs> uh, I can see you as an Oliver, and that would have been cool also for you when the OC was really big because suddenly uh, yeah. you would have been OC. Yeah. And that would have been like your moment. Well, that would have been your nickname, it, I reckon, C- OC. CCs don't – are they around anymore, CC Corn chips, yeah. yeah. Are they? Yeah. Oh, well, I had CCs. Oh, CC. Yeah. And there's also a measurement of engine size. Right. 50 CC. There's a lot of CCs. Yeah. There's also the medicinal thing, cubic centimetres. Oh, isn't that what they measure a sperm in? CC? <laughs> CC of sperm? How many Charlie Clawson's of sperm do we have? <laughs> Did you have, do you know if you were ever called anything, almost being going to be called anything else? No, I'm always going to be called exactly what I'm called because I'm, my name is William James and I'm named after my two grandfathers. Yeah, your, so. fa- your family doesn't change shit up very much. No. They know what they likes. My father is Graham James. <laughs> my brother is Roger James. <laughs> yeah, I like the name James. Is yeah. my point. And Anderson. I mean, you live on a street that was named after your family, right? Yeah, Anderson's Road, and they're all called <laughs> did, Anderson. Did you well, like when you moved out of Hayfield? Were you shocked that people had other surnames yeah, and lived on other roads? Yeah. I thought everybody lived on a road that was named after them. Yeah. I was like, what? I, I go, I'm going to come around and visit you, Charlie. And I spent all night going up and down Clawson Street, going, "Does he not live here? I don't understand." I assumed all. That's why there were so many Smith Streets. Is there's a lot of Smiths? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, did you assume that uh, there's only like five or six names you could choose to name family members from? <laughs> so like if, when you went outside and you're like, oh, you can't be called a James or a William or a Ross. Although the weird thing is that, you know, every year when they publish the most popular boys' names of the year, William, I think in my entire lifetime, has always been a top 10, you know, boys' name. And still, like last year, it was like in the top five boys' names. And I, that really surprised me because... I see William as such a... Traditional. Traditional name. And everyone's into now, like, 
the edgier you can make your baby name, the better. Yeah, I like there's letters and numbers. There's, they're like personal number People plates. are reading like the back of microwaves, like the coding section, just to find the most obscure fucking term that they can. I'm going to call my kid Voltage. I like I literally was like seeing a story the other day, and it was a terrible story about someone's parents had died, and they said left be, leaving behind their you know two daughters, Cheyenne and Kayanne, and I, there was part of me that was like they're better off without them. <laughs> <laughs> their parents have been making bad decisions for them since they were born. No. So you're saying if Bruce Wayne was actually K.N. Wayne, yeah. then it's probably better his parents got killed in front of him. Exactly. They deserved it. Bruce probably name. organized the hit. So little K.N. Yeah. Wayne probably organized the hit. You got the money. Yeah. Shit, that's a nice revisionist history of Batman. He mm. actually organized his parents' murder. Oh, that's some great, like, you know, that Frank Miller or somebody would do. Well, there was, I remember reading, I think it's, uh, oh God, it was. it's a, as a bad one. I think it was called Year Two. Mm. Year One is the classic. That's the Frank Miller one, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. And then there was Year Two, which was like a bit of a letdown. And it features the appearance of the Reaper, who is this... Uh, he's like, he, he appears at like the Grim Reaper, wears like a leather... <laughs> wow. <laughs> a, a red leather suit, like a protective armour suit, and he carries right. two huge scythes around. Right? So he looked like Eddie Murphy in Raw. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like a terrifying version of Eddie Murphy in Raw. But... Um, he uh, he was like a vigilante, but he was out slaying, you know, I don't know, like prostitutes or whatever. But as it turned out, what he was trying to do was entice Batman to come out and fight him. Because it turns out that the Reaper, his father was Joe Chill, who, uh, you know, uh, who killed Batman's parents. Because yeah. if you go back to year one, I think there's a, there's a scene where Bruce Wayne confronts Joe Chill and he, and he finds the gun that Joe used to kill his parents and he puts a gun to his head and he's like, you know, it's like I'm going to finish it now. Um, the little Joe Chill kid saw that and assumed that Batman killed his father. Batman didn't. He chased some bad guys and someone else killed his father. Um, so anyway, he uh, gets Bruce Wayne into this kind of trap and uh, he wants to mentally break him so Bruce Wayne will kill himself. And he thinks, well, what's the one thing that would make Batman kill himself or Bruce Wayne kill himself? And he plays his, this kind of like video over and over, like Clockwork Orange. And in this video, this brainwashing, Bruce finds out that he was glad his parents were dead. And oh, that's what right. kind of like triggers him to want to kill himself. Yeah. So you could do some kind of like similar thing like that where you could rewrite Batman's history. But as it turns out, like, you know, he was like a Damien type child. Like, you know, from the very beginning, he'd wanted to kind of assume. He was, he was always going to be a vigilante. He was always going to be a vigilante, but he knew he had to get his parents out of the picture. Yeah. It was because like his parents weren't supportive of his vigilanteism like, say, Dexter's dad was. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's like, right. If only he had a dad like Dexter, he could have started killing people at an early age. Yeah, right. Yeah. Dexter is pretty much an alternative story of Batman. Yeah. Because it is. It's some, well, in our world anyway, where Batman is a fucked up kid who wants to kill people. <laughs> Dex man. How would people feel about that if you just added that to the character of Batman? Better. So the idea is yeah. that Batman, um, you know, still is your normal sort of Batman that you know. Mm. But when he catches the criminals. So I should turn my phone yeah. off. I think I would have learnt by now. Yeah. I feel like we're on, um, there's this radio show I listen to called uh, Sports uh, Sports Today. Sports Today, Sports Tonight. Um, anyway, it's a, it's a 3AW, like a talkback radio, but it's all about football. And it has mm. these two guys, Jared Healy and Dwayne Russell. And I love it. It's great footy chat. And they have like, you know, all my favourite footy people on like, you know, Lee Matthews and, you know, Mike Sheen. And we know Mike. how you feel about Lee Matthews. Yeah, I love I love Lee Matthews so much. And they have him for an hour once a week. And it's my favourite hour of radio. Because Jared Healy, I think, like, if I needed to reboot my dad, like if I needed someone to be like, I love Jared Healy the way I love my dad. 
And and when him and, and that Lee motherfucker's Matthews, never had a heart attack. Yeah, exactly. And just get working. No, try that, Jared Healy. Although my dad never won a Brownlow. So. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck you, Dad. I'm ashamed of you. I wish I'd killed you when I was five. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. So if you added this to the Batman myth, right? That Batman just goes about his business. Everything we know about Batman is true. So you, you go and see The Dark Knight, and that movie is exactly the same, except they've added in some footage of when Batman gets the bad guys back to his Batcave. Yeah. And these like a murderist and rapist and stuff like this, yeah, people yeah. who deserve it. He then... Tortures them. Uh, well, he then just kills them like Dexter. Yeah, like right. he's a serial so killer. You, you, like the bad guy wakes up and he's in the Batcave, so he sees the giant penny and he sees the dinosaur, and then he sees Batman just taping up black plastic. Yeah. <laughs> Like really black, like yeah. it would be all themed yeah. and have like a series of bat knives and bat scalpels and shit that he used to like cut him and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would that change the Batman story? Oh, of course. But I think that people would... I would think they understand? Be, there'd be a portion of people who would still dig that. Like the Punisher. He's still getting the bad people off the street, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so he's sadistic yeah. in the way he, uh, he, he treats the, the victims. But people like Dexter, don't they? Dexter's a hero. Well, I don't or know. Sorts. I think that's the whole point of that TV show, Dexter. But is, you like Dexter. Yeah, and you empathise with Dexter. You empathise with Dexter, but you don't necessarily, you know, that's that's kind What's of the difference com- between empathise and sympathise. Uh, well, empathise is you feel, um, you know, you go, oh yeah, that's maybe what I would be like in that situation. Yeah. Uh, whereas sympathise is saying, I'm, I feel sorry for you. Yeah. You know. Okay. So specifically about pity, sympathise. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. But but empathy is also like, but that you can go, oh yeah, I get that. Yeah. I, I I understand that I could be. That's right. Because an empath is someone who's like, oh, he feels danger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He so. wants to communicate. And yeah. that's where the word came from. <laughs> Star Trek. Thank you. There was no such thing as empathy before Star Trek. Uh, yeah, I think people would still dig it. Like in the same, oh, you know how they do that with comic book titles is they spin the character off into different, you know, uh, different versions of themselves. If, if suddenly they're brought out like uh, Batman After Dark, kind of, you know, Batman goes super crazy. I think people would still read that. I think that'd be kind of cool, actually. I mean, it would logically it would make sense that a kid who very who witnessed the very violent death of his parents would then enact acts of violence on you know people that he believed to be evildoers. It makes a lot of sense. All right, okay. We take it a step further then. Instead of killing them. What he likes to do when he catches the bad guys is take them home and then they wake up in the very similar thing and he's putting black plastic everywhere. But then he masturbates on them. Like that's, that's what he does just to... I think you've just uh, forced the closure of DC Comics. <laughs> <laughs> the burning of all Batman materials. I don't know people... Like one be... quick bat wank. Like he doesn't kill them. It's actually... To... A batter wank? Yeah, to be honest. You've got your batter rang, I've got my batter wank. Your batter wank. <laughs> so... My Batawang. Yeah, so he gets out his Batawang. <laughs> and he masturbates. <laughs> because that's what he enjoys doing. And it's one quick one. He doesn't do it over and over, but he likes to masturbate on everyone so he takes of, in. It's like two tugs and it's, it's out. It's like, he's, like, it's like Zorro. Except what he does is he masturbates on them and his semen forms... The bat symbol. The bat symbol. Right, okay. Right, so that's what he does as his finishing move now. So what, but then, what, when, then what does he do with the bad guys? Then he takes them. <laughs> so, so they wake up in the Batcave. They're strapped yeah. down. They see Batman. He's still got the cowl on the top part of his costume on, but he's like naked from the waist down. And he does a quick little tug. Scrolls he's like, a, say my name. <laughs> does a little hasty symbol on like the side of their face or something. And then sort of just very slowly just like unbuckles them and what, you're free to go now? The guy's like, aren't you even going to do the Batman voice? Oh, sorry. You're free to go now. Where are we? 
Uh, Wayne Manor. I mean, uh, I mean uh, the Batcave. Because <laughs> you know he just comes, so he's got that kind of like you know tr- that truth serum. You know, like after you after you've come, like like a girl can ask you anything. It's the same for Batman. See, that's the problem is he keeps bringing supervillains back, but every time he ejaculates on the on the Joker, he, he tells him something. He tells him his true identity. Yeah, well, that's the thing because he'd be like, maybe he's like, say, you know, the Joker's there, and and he's making the Joker say, you know, yeah, who are you? Say my name, you know, because that's what turns him on. So he's here. He's like, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Bruce Wayne. Oh, oh Bruce Wayne. Oh, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> so. No, then he takes them in because they're criminals. Yeah. He doesn't just let them off. Mm. But that's like his Zorro doing his Z. Like, that's his finished... Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that okay? Would people be cool with that? Yeah, well, I don't understand. Yeah, look, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people would be cool with that. Uh, but is there, a, is there a reason why... Like, is it just he's doing the symbol so... Because you can wash cum off your face. It's not like the Phantom where he punches you in the jaw with the skull. You know, you're marked for life as a criminal as judged by the Phantom, the guy who wears purple tights and lives in the jungle with a bunch of pygmies. Yeah, right. So you're right to judge me. That's what I'd be saying if the Phantom punched me in the jaw. It's like, hey, buddy, maybe you should take that high-powered sense of justice and perception and point it at yourself. Yeah. Mister, I like to feel like a big man around pygmies. <laughs> I live in a fucking skull cave, yet I'm some weirdo who needs to yeah. be taught a lesson. Yeah. Fuck you, Phantom. Fuck you, Phantom. You look at yourself. That's what the Billy Zane... Be the Zane. change you want to see in the world, my friend. <laughs> That's what the Billy Zane movie should <laughs> Just a lecture. Just every time you try to arrest someone, they just turn on and say, Mate, what are you doing? Look at what you're wearing. Look at what you're doing. Head to toe spandex. In the jungle. It makes no sense. Don't see a lot of women around here. Yeah, what's going on with that? And your pygmies. <laughs> you freak. <laughs> Show us your face, you freak. So is Batman ejaculating on their face as a warning to other criminals? Yeah, so he's come up with a thing. What, word of mouth? Because it's much more effective if he scars them. No, Lucius uh, Fox has come up with some sort of thing that when, like he, in his bat semen, it kind of burns like just a scar into okay. there. So he has to drink like it's pineapple juice with a hint of acid. Yeah. <laughs> well, pineapple juice is very acidic already. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he just... <laughs> I don't think it's enough to make your gum burn through someone's flesh. It tastes delicious, but it burnt my throat out. <laughs> I've got some good about... news and some bad news. Talk... Hang on. When you say it tastes delicious, but it burnt your throat out, is it still in pineapple juice form <laughs> or are you talking about the end of the process? I, I was actually talking about the end of the process. <laughs> You know, it applies either way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so th- there's some sort of... Th- this is a weapon they've come up with. Yeah. No pun intended. And it's to... Mr. Wayne, I've come up with a weapon. <laughs> come. And he's... Uh, and so he does it and it burns a little scar as a warning to other criminals. That's yeah. exactly what happens. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. So uh, how does he get the criminals back out of the back cave once he's come on the face? Wouldn't it be much easier just to come on the face in an alleyway? <laughs> oh, that's a good point, actually. No, you're right. That's a much better point. Because I think we're right is we bled Dexter into the combat, man. Yeah. I realised that, yeah, for that one, he really needed to be back at the back cave. Yeah. But for this one... No, he can just jack off. He can just... In an alleyway. He can just be flinging it from the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> like in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. He can do a drive-by. I bit my wrist so I could bleed. See the blood. <laughs> That was either multiple. <laughs> you had Batman and multiple MIGs living in Gotham City. Mm. Every time you're on the street, there was a threat of either having a guy, <laughs> at least two guys, fling cum at you from open windows. You know what? And, and one of them was in the name of justice. One you weren't going to get unless, you know, you'd been. The thing about multiple MIGs flinging, flinging his cum at Clarice that I've never quite understood yeah. is 
She walks past and she sees him like doing something and he goes, I bit myself to see if I could bleed. See the blood! And he flings fluid on it. First she thinks it's blood, but then she registers it's semen. And I've actually read the book Silence of the Lamb and she, that's exactly what it says is she wipes her face expecting to find blood but looks down and sees it's semen. Yeah. Why didn't he just say, I'm jacking off so I could come. See my cum! Like why is he... Because he, he was in a movie. He wanted to and say a book. He wanted to say something cool. But he's in a book. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is it not cool to say... Um, it's still his moment, Charlie. So your agent... His character has like 15 seconds in this entire book, right? Yeah. But you've got to say he's made the most of it. <laughs> he said something poetic and he's jacked off in someone's face. I bit myself... They're like, no wonder we can't put him in the rest of the movie. So I bit myself so I could bleed, see the blood. Yeah. Is much cooler than I'm jacking off so I could come. Yes. See the cum. Of course it is. What if I bit my dick so I could bleed? No, because that warns her. Well, he, well he's going to fling it regardless. Yeah, but it, as you said, you read the book. She thinks it's blood. Yeah. He, like, he wants to like have a good clean shot, you know? He doesn't want her putting her hands up towards her face because she thinks the guy's about to fling cum on her face. But it's not like she was like, you know, Bukaki video on her knees waiting mm. to get the blood. Like, she doesn't want anything flung in her face. No, but, so if, why if, but, if, but, but if you say to me, if I'm walking along and I don't expect cum to be thrown in my face, then... You say, I'm going to come in your face. I would, like, instinctively put my hands up to my face. Wait on. No, 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 because I don't say that. What I say is I'm having a wank. That's yeah. the first thing he said. If you, I'm just trying to find a comparative. So he says, I bit myself so I could bleed. Yeah. The other one would be, I'm wanking my cock so I can come. Okay, yeah, okay? all right, sure. So if, I, if you come across me in the street and I yell at you, I'm wanking my cock so I can come. Yeah. Do you immediately throw up your hands? Because you yes. know that's coming next. Well, I, I, I just get away. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, oh, but what oh, happens if you, roll. But what if you see me? I, I commando roll. I fuck my hips completely because I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> you cut your own throat. <laughs> you take a cyanide pill. But if you see me in the street and I say, I bit myself so I could bleed. Yeah. What's your reaction? Uh, I'm like, you're a bit crazy, but I'll just walk a bit fast and okay. get by. Okay. All right. So Miggs is trying to lure her in. He knows that if he gets too sexual. Yeah. She's not going to come closer to the bars. Exactly. But if he says something that's slightly medical and insane, she's not going to... All right. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Thomas Harris is a good author. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of our first ever book review podcast. <laughs> see the cum. Uh, now, uh, I started off by saying that you and I have known each other for a while. About, what, mm. 10 years? Yeah, I guess so. We've been to- doing TOEFOP for how long? About two years now, right? Yeah. So we should know each other pretty well. I guess so. We're going to do a couples quiz. We're going to do a couples quiz? Yeah. Oh, no. I pay no attention to you. I'm going to ask you 20 questions and we're going to score it. And we're going to see okay. how well do you know me. Well, that's, I mean, this is a great idea, but I wish that I had paid more attention to your life. <laughs> I wish that I'd listened to this podcast ever and I wish I'd had time I to think study. You, I think you'd go okay with some of these. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. <clears throat> Question one. Yeah. Name two of my close friends. Uh, do I count? Okay, and uh, Michael Chamberlain. Tick. What is my favourite musical group, composer or instrument? Oh, God. Um, Your favourite? Yeah. Musical group, composer or instrument? Yeah, something to do with music. I don't know. um, uh, Motley Crue? (laughs) (laughs) No no way. Come on, man. I heard, you say that, like I heard you say that to Dave and Greg on the Walking the Room once, and I'm yeah. really into Motley Crue, and then they riffed for like 10 minutes, and I'm yeah. like, 
That's not true. No. <laughs> it's just completely fucked you in the air. Oh, look. Yeah, well, you should have known that I wasn't going to get that right. What is your favourite musical group? I'd probably say the Beastie Boys are probably my favourite. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, I thought the theme song to our show would have maybe triggered you. It's very Beastie Boys, yes. It's, it's would, a very would that, good point. Would that, was that ever close? Would you have ever gone to Beastie no. Boys? No. Okay, that's a big cross then. Yeah. Name one of my hobbies. <laughs> Name one of your hobbies. Isn't this a hobby? Uh, well, it's you do it for fun and we make no money out of it that is the definition of a hobby and it my, costs us money to do it and my girlfriend is why I'm spending too much time doing yeah. it yes <laughs> this is your hobby okay. this is what you do podcast alright I'll give you that one what stresses am I facing right now uh, are financial because you know you, I'm doing a podcast because you're doing a podcast um, and obviously you're, you're putting your movie together and that's really hard work and you're producing that and there's a lot of various different things that are going on when is my birthday oh no I've got no idea <laughs> I've got no idea give, give me um, a month uh, it, look it's 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 around the same time as a bunch of my other friends' birthdays. I know that you're very close to, like, yes, maybe Charlie Pickering. Is it around that sort of... I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. Your birthday's January 30? January 31. But that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but that's because it's only happened recently. It's easy for me to remember. Uh, I'm going to say you're in August or September. Yeah, close. July. But you're not getting uh, that one. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. <laughs> what is the date of our anniversary? Well, I mean, I don't know the date. What year? Well, we we, we were just saying we've known each other about ten years, right? So, what year? Would, what year did we meet? Well, I was already in Sydney. I know that, and that's like eleven or twelve years ago. So um, it's got to be eleven years ago, I reckon. That's if I two thousand and one. That's yeah. correct. What is my favourite time of the day for lovemaking? Anytime. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> what is my favourite way to spend an evening? Uh, what's your favourite way? <laughs> it would be, oh, well, I mean, apart from the, the previous question, <laughs> um, I'm going to say uh, then maybe like a, a night watching the football. Like watching the Saints play? Yeah. That'd be right up there. That's pretty good. Yep. Being on, just getting on the internet, big footy. Yeah, getting on big footy. Maybe it's a cheat day on your diet, so you've got a packet of donuts. Yeah. Uh, what kind of present would I like best? Oh, what kind of present would you like best? Um, I've got to say that that's a hard question because I don't even know what present I'd like best. What I, do you think you could not go wrong with? Um, something pop culture like yeah. yeah, something that you were... Like a comic book. Or yeah, da, da, da. yeah, something like that, I would have thought. Oh, I'll give you a half tick for that one. Hang on, but I got... Do you like your headphones that I got you? Yeah. For your birthday? Yeah. Okay. Well, well you just felt the need to bring them up. No, well, because I, I feel like I know that you, what sort of present you might like. Well, you got it right once. That's not going to say you're going to get it right okay. every time. Well, this could be like an anomaly. You don't have to win the grand final every year, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just good to win one. And I obviously knew when your birthday was then. <laughs> I think I got about a month afterwards, but yeah, it's fine. Uh, what is one of my what is one of my favourite ways to be soothed? One of your favourite ways to be soothed? Oh, um, okay. So to be soothed? Um, oh God! Uh, I have one specific way that I like to be soothed. But what does soothed mean? Like. Um, you know, uh, is it? Do I like to like listen to music or head massage or foot massage or something like that? 
I'd say, I'll give you a hint. The way I like to be soothed is physical. Okay. <laughs> I like someone to physically do something to me. Oh. It's very specific. Okay. Um, is it a head massage? Close. Uh. Not quite. I do like a head massage, but yeah. specifically I like my ears being touched. Oh. And rubbed. Oh, and really? Tied. And bent. <laughs> Are <laughs> yeah, you so serious? I have really sensitive ears. What's that about? They're really small. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just, it's just a really... Like I've, when I've gotten gone and got a head massage, I'll ask them to do a bit of ear work. I just love it. Like I love when people. Do you have to pay extra for ears, or are they happy to just do ear work? I think it's, no. There's there's pressure points in the ears. Like yeah, it is right. something that you can do. It hurts to get hit in the ear. There's a lot of nerve endings. In yeah. The ear. Have you ever been hit in footy or whatever? You've had. Yeah, I've never had much ear issue though. Like you know, some people have sensitive ears. I'm losing. It's my... a self defense maneuver is to hit someone in the ears. Yeah. I'm losing my hearing. Right. A bit. Like, I, I actually, I fear maybe a lot because I miss a lot of conversations now. And, like, you know, Amy will be talking to me and I will physically have to go and stand closer to her or either that or she's fucking with my head. She's just <laughs> talking quieter and quieter, trying to drive me crazy. But um, I think I'm losing it because I went to a I mean, I, you know, I'm a big... A lot of rock I like gigs. to go to the rock gigs and stuff like that. And I'm, I've never been a, you know, person who uh, wore earplugs or anything like that. So... Did you... But you surely... And, and radio, lots of, lots of people. Oh, yeah, radio. The other one's bad is radio. Like years of being in studios, and you, like you know, I didn't even used to in the old days take the headphones off with the music. You know, we'd play it up loud. So, yeah, right. Yeah, bad news. That sucks. Yeah. How? I mean, have you had it investigated? Oh, Actually, I don't think it's that bad yet, but it might be in the. Have, next... a ring, have you got a ringing or anything? No, it's just dull. Just dull. Yeah, but it, it seems fine. I don't. You know, we could get you one of those. Old timey. Uh, yeah, that's what I'd like. One horns. of those things on a handle. Yeah, yeah. Giant cylinder on a handle. Yeah, yeah, giant horn on a handle. That's what I want. That would be a good. We'll get, we'll get you one made out of like elephant tusk. Yeah. <laughs> like, really opulent, kind of league of gentlemen type. Yeah. Ear, I'll start ear to, trumpet. They're called ear I'll, trumpets. I'll start, start doing a gig with this ear trumpet. <laughs> and when you post her, it'll just be like, what? <laughs> If you start doing Q&As after your show, you can go out and do like your one-hour set and yeah. then someone brings out bring my trumpet. trumpet. <laughs> bring me my trumpet. Um, yeah, so my ears. So you didn't okay, get right. No. What do I most like to do with my time off? Uh, what would you most like to do with your what time do off? I, what do I most like to do with my time off? Fuck all. You're, you're a guy who likes to relax. Yeah. Like, I've always admired that about you, <laughs> is that you love the idea of not having much to do. Yeah. Like, yeah, and just being able to go and do whatever you want to do. Yeah. I like my own time. I like not having to do things. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you always kind of fill in your time, but you are a guy who finds it very easy to, whereas I, in the very few moments I have downtime, always fill it with other fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. Like a fucking podcast. What am I doing, Charlie? <laughs> I'm very busy. Why am I here? <laughs> I think uh, I think with my time off, what I also like to do is read. Read? But, yeah, but not books. Oh, okay. So you mean read on the internet and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Like that is my greatest resource. The now. internet, I would say, is like almost your Part biggest... Part of my body. <laughs> no, no, but it's like almost your biggest leisure time. Yeah, definitely. Like it's a work thing, but it's also... Yeah. You find a lot of joy... In surfing the net. Yeah, on surfing the net. Absolutely. You know? That's the way I unwind. Like I unwind with the internet like some people unwind with a book. Yeah. You go, why do I need a book? This has sport and porn <laughs> and Batman all in the one place. So I don't know if I could give you a point for that. Yeah, I think you should. I think I talked my way into that one. Well, I told you what I yeah, like to no, do and I, you agreed with me. No, no, but I did agree. And I would have said that regardless. Well, it wasn't much of an answer. What do you do like to do with your time off? Nothing. 
relax. I said you'd like to relax, and yeah, yeah. that's not right. I'm going to give you. A... And then I talked to me. Give you a half there. point for that. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take half. <laughs> um, what turns me on sexually? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. No. Uh, look, you like, I'm, I'm going to make like, it work, work a bit harder. Okay. What kind of woman do I like? You like busty women? Yes. Uh, you like women who are like kind of statuesque? Yes. Is, is how I would, <laughs> yes. you know. Yes. But it's a bit kind of 80s, you know. This is why I think you like Motley Crue, because the girls that you like could have been in Motley Crue film clips in yeah. that sort of 80s and 90s. I was just saying to, to Greg uh, the other day, I was like, the thing I like most about LA is that kind of hot rocker chick yeah. still exists. Oh, there's people who don't realise it ever went away. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's amazing. But they're like, they totally look like they've walked out of like a White Snake music video. Yeah. Girls walking down the street. You must have lost your mind when you went to see uh, Steel Panther play. Oh, man, I've seen them so many times. Because that's, that's great. You're your people. That's my people. <laughs> I'm home. <laughs> Again, this is why I lo- think that you like Motley Crue. Yeah. yeah. Because I do like metal. Yeah. And I did like metal. I was bit, Guns N' Roses was more my band. Like, yeah. I went and saw them in 92. But uh, Motley Crue a bit before my time. Yeah. Right. They're a bit, they predated it. But I do love that whole... I just love the whole fucking pageantry and the ridiculous... It's like wrestling, yeah. uh, heavy metal. Not, I mean, look, I'm not a serious fucking metal dude. I'm not like, yeah. you know, death metal or anything like that. But kind of hair metal and, the, and then kind That's of like sort of, LA yeah. glam scene. Yeah. I kind of was... I think it was fun. I mean, no, back when, when, like, guys used to... The whole message... If the whole message of grunge is fame and money is a horrible burden to bear, their message was, this is the best fucking job in yeah. the world. All we're going to do... Is party all night, like, you know, fuck the rest of the night, take hardcore drugs and do our hair. (laughs) (laughs) This is our life. Don't want nothing but a good Good time. time. Um, What kind of books do I... I I don't get a point. I get a point for that one, right? What sort of women you're into? Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Well, I think saying anyone. (laughs) (laughs) What books do I most like to read? Uh, well, you don't really like to read books. We've covered that in a previous question. I do read books. Um, if you had to choose what kind of books. Yeah. I mean, and we'll keep it to like fiction, non-fiction, that kind of stuff. Well, uh, what about uh, biographies? Tick. Well done. I think I've borrowed about 400 biographies yep. of you. Um, which side of the bed do I prefer? Um, what side of my body do I sleep on? It's probably easier. Yeah. Uh, I would suggest from the way that you and Gemma sit on the couch uh, are you serious yeah. are you doing some Sherlock shit here I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to Sherlock this shit because Gemma always seems to be furthest away and you'll be closest in so does that mean that you're cl- are you closest to the door in your bedroom or furthest from the door further in my bed yes further from the you're door. the furthest from the door furthest I know I would have said closest to the door yeah but that has changed I can't remember actually no, I've been on I've been away from the door for quite a bit of time you know they say the dominant partner in the relationship sleeps closest yeah, yeah. to the door but we've swapped yeah. depending on so that's obviously your relationship was swapped yeah. <laughs> at the start you were a man and yeah. you slept closest to the door but then over the years you realise <laughs> it's more than two changes it is swapped back and forth you prick yeah. um, so you got that wrong yeah so it's, to be honest, that in our couple's uh, quiz, what side of the bed you sleep on was one I was finding it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what is my favourite dessert? Oh, well, donuts. Yeah. There's no, no, no point even exploring that one. Mm. What's my favourite colour? Wow. Um, do you have a favourite colour? You really do. Yeah, that's interesting. 
Um, you wear black a lot. You're a boy. Boys like blue. Um, <laughs> you, you, um, you barrack for the Saints coat, so it could be like, you know, sort of a, a red or a white or a black. I'm going to say black. Tick. You're doing much better at this than I thought you would. Um, what was my favorite vacation? Oh, what was your favorite vacation? Do you have a favorite vacation? Yeah, I think so. And is it as an adult or as a... Adult. It's been the last five years. Oh, okay. Uh, was it... Get, just give me a country. I mean, that would probably limit it. You know, I've been to a few countries the last few years. So yeah. But was it America? Yeah. What year? Oh, I don't know what year, but was it when you went for the film festivals? Uh, no, it was the year before. Oh, okay. But it's oh. actually in the same ballpark. The reason we went back the following year was because of the great time. Oh. I'm going to give you half a point. For yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I'll <laughs> take that. Oh, this is hard. What's my favourite sporting team? Uh, the St Kilda Football Club? <laughs> yeah. What food do I hate? What food do you hate? Yeah. So uh, Okay, so do you... Uh, do you have a specific food that you hate? Like, is there something that comes that to I mind? That I don't eat. Yeah, just okay, like... there's a specific... Is, how's this? Spe- specific type of chocolate I can't eat. makes me feel sick. Oh, okay. Jeez. Uh, now yeah, I'm trying to think it's of... a flavoured like, chocolate. A flavoured chocolate. Oh, it's flavoured? Yeah, so flavour of chocolate. Sometimes it's mixed, but sometimes it's just infused with the flavour of this particular ingredient. Oh, okay. Um, so it'd be like a... Um, like a coconut or a something like that. It'd be like a... What else is infused through chocolate flavours? Um, like a liqueur or something like that. A, um, fuck. Um, I'm just going to say coconut. Is it coconut? No. Damn. Choc orange. Oh, yeah, right. <clears throat> Don't like choc orange. I ate one of those uh, choc oranges, you know, the... Yeah, the Tetley's chocolate yeah, orange. I ate like an entire one when I was 10 years old. Yeah. And since then, I've just never been out. <laughs> oh, I'm like that with Southern Comfort. Oh, yeah, but how, you weren't 10 years old. Yeah, well, it was fucking natural, <laughs> man. <laughs> is that the booze you can't drink? Yeah, can't yeah. even smell it. Frangelico it's... is for me. Oh, really? I quite like Frangelico. Oh, man. I fucking made such a dick of myself at a friend's 21st when I was like 18. This girl, she had a... It was a real kind of like... Um, if this was a John Hughes movie, she had the she was the rich girl with the snooty parents, you know? So it's her 21st, and they decked out this amazing house out in the eastern suburbs, you yeah. know, and... Um, I turned up and if I was the rascally, you know, kid from the wrong side of the tracks in the John Hughes film. So I get to this party and um, uh, just generally don't really know that many people. So I start drinking to get kind of confident. And obviously the more I drink, the more confident I'm getting. <laughs> this um, guy, going, this combination can never end. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Clearly, the more I drink, the more confident I will be. <clears throat> well, I ended up befriending her... Um, her uncle, who I think was kind of keen on me, he was like oh. like his mid-40s uncle. And so he, sa- he said, have you ever had Frangelico? And he actually spoke like that. That's not me being stereotypical. That's me being accurate. And I was like, no, I don't know what that is. And so he poured a glass and it was like sweet. Like, you know, did, he, did he call it Jesus juice? <laughs> I don't know if that's what he was grooming me for. <laughs> I no, I couldn't. can't go down. <laughs> So he's pouring the frangelico, so it's sweet and it's super alcoholic and I get fucked up really quickly. And anyway, um, the girl's best friend uh, was just, she was like the school prefect or whatever, real kind of like, um, if we're still in that kind of teen uh, movie land, she's like, uh, um, uh, who is Gabrielle Cataris in 90210? Oh, Andrea Zuckerman. Yeah, she's Andrea Zuckerman. So yep. this girl is like the kind of nerdy, <laughs> nerdy but still. I should get one point for that. <laughs> 
She was the she was the nerdy but still kind of hot um, best friend of the girls' twenty first. It was, and she gave she gave this speech, and it was one of the most you know. There's those certain kind of public speakers, especially when you're in high school. It's like the high school debater, who when they talk, everything is enunciated, and every joke has its own punctuation point. You know, a bit like um, who's the girl who did the the little kid who did the Olympic Games thing? My name is uh, Tanya Blanco. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so that's how her speech was going, and so I started heckling her. <laughs> Because I was fucking spastic by this stage. You were heckling it. I was heckling in the 21st speech because I thought she was doing it as a joke because yeah. it was so kind of like ridiculous and Chrissy and over the top. So what sort of heckles were you heckling? Oh, I can't remember. It's just something along the line. Along the, uh, like it was more like she would ask a question like, um, but of course, who would be more fun than Susan? And I'd be like, well, you're not more fun than Susan. Like stuff like that shit. But expecting that people were kind of into it, but they weren't. So... <laughs> Um, someone, the, someone sort of uh, ushered me out into like the, the front balcony. I think they were asking me to leave, but I was so drunk I wasn't quite sure that's what they were saying. So the speech is finished and Gabrielle Catarice, um, what's her name again? Andrea Zuckerman. Andrea Zuckerman comes storming up to me and she starts saying like, how uncool that was, blah, 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 blah. And as she's talking, I'm just staring at her going, I'm going to totally kiss this chick <laughs> like she's falling seriously down, right? So I do. I plant one on it. What? Probably like the sloppiest fucking. One of the like, bravest uh, moves of all time. She responds. What? She responds. She's she starts kissing you back, right? Because you're a bad boy. You're I a guess rebel, so. man. You're I mean, like... <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was so fucking drunk. It was a kind of drunk where every... What a great way to get out of a situation, though. <laughs> Just kiss someone. Like, you should do that. You should try that more often in life. Next time I'm getting a ticket. Yeah. Do you realize you were... <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I'm going to do that. So I start passing her. She starts passing me back. Yeah. And um, we stumble, like, because we go, so we, we kiss, kiss, kiss. And then, like, she, you know, she sort of, like, smiles or whatever. So I, I realize we're on. And so we sort of stumble into a room. We push the doors open. And um, we're, like, kissing and we're taking off each other's clothes and all this kind of How stuff. How old are you? 18. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, well. <laughs> yeah, no, I was for 18. the sake of this, story. Oh, no, I was just trying to think. No, I was definitely eighteen. She, she, they had left; they were a couple of years above me, so I was still in high yeah. school, or maybe it was a year. Right? Anyway, so we're kissing and making out and stuff, and she's lying on the ground on top of her, and I think like I'm feeling her boobs or something, mm-hmm. and we hear this, and I look up, and everyone, the entire party out on the lawn, can see into <laughs> the bedroom because it's like this little quadrangle courtyard backyard, so the house is like a kind of U shape. So I thought, because I, I was so drunk, I didn't, hadn't worked out the geometry of the house. So when I stepped out into the front yard and then pushed into the first room, I thought, well, we're miles away from like where the party is. No one's going to see. But every room in the house faces on, and the blinds were up. And I could just see, like, and there's, like, grandparents and parents and uncles and stuff just staring. They must have thought you were the fucking greatest of all time. <laughs> that you've gone from destroying this to suddenly... You know, about to uh, sexually violate <laughs> the best friend of the girl's party. It was it's amazing. Oh man, it was terrible. They must still tell that story. Have you ever seen any of those people again? No, I mean no. The girl whose party. I never spoke to the girl whose party it was about it. I actually, because I, I don't know what. I mean, so we got interrupted there, mm. and then I don't know what happened or how I didn't get kicked out. But I ended up waking up in that house, like the next morning, waking up in the family's all. You know how they do a big cook up after a twenty first. Yeah. So I remember like waking up and I was so hungover, like so hungover. And I had vague memories of what had happened the night before. And I walk out and everyone who stayed the night is up. So there's like, you know, 15 or so people and having bacon and eggs and stuff. And I just walk out. And remember, I don't really know anyone that yeah. well. Like I, I met this girl because I did a play with her. And so I'm sort of like, uh, hey, you know, how are you going? And they're like, you want some eggs and stuff? 
And then, like, they've obviously been talking about me. Of course they have been. (laughs) Of course they have been. Like they That's all, all they've been talking about. They all about. start reminding me of the, 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 the previous night's events. And it was just like, oh, my God. And I thought the worst thing I can do is just to run. I'm just going to stay here and just try and own it and be cool with it. But I don't have the self-confidence to own shit like that. I feel really guilty and oh embarrassed. God. So I stayed. But then I went. And then, uh, so, you know, I had my breakfast. But I was so sick, I then went and promptly threw up. <laughs> One final insult. It's a vomit to go on with. They're all like, this guy is good. I mean, this guy knows how to party. Oh, uh, man, like it was, it was a, I fear like having, having kids for the, the sheer fact of them throwing parties and a kid like me <laughs> arriving and fucking, fucking shit up. You know, the thing is this, and this does terrify me about having kids as well, is that idea that I think that, you know, you and I are both, you know, like I'd be happy enough if I had a kid and they grew up and they were kind of the kind of people that we are. Like, you know, I think in general, you know, we come out on, on the good side. But we've done our share of fucked up and dangerous yeah. and bullshit stuff. And we're like good kids. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, that's what I was thinking. Is like, I was a reasonably good kid and I have done shit that would make my parents stab their eyes out yeah. if they knew about it. So if, if it was just one degree... So please, if you're listening to this, mum, turn it off <laughs> and stop listening. So if you're saying if you were just like a couple of shades worse than you were, you could have been a really fucking bad kid because all it takes is one of those things to go wrong and all of a sudden, you know. I mean, I look at kids who have drug problems and stuff like that and just think, or alcohol or whatever, because I've always been a person who's been around drinking and been around drugs and stuff and and done my fair share of both of those things, but never, ever felt like... You're an addict. Yeah, or had a problem, like really even got close to having a problem. Mm. Even like in the, the glory days in the 20s when we were just like going out all the time and stuff, I never really, like we pushed it a few times, but I never really felt like, yeah. you know, like we all had jobs, um, you know, I was going to work every day. It wasn't like, you know, I was mm. paying my own way. You know, my mm. life was fine. Nothing really bad happened, you know. You're right though. Like it is a, it is a thing. I mean, I was a good kid too. But I did a bunch of stupid things, and all it would and take were stupid things. Set of events to go wrong. Yeah. The thing that scares me is having like a kid who's popular and cool. Oh yeah, because you know that kid is fingering every girl in school. No, I'm down with that. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> then, hang on, wait, wait. Uh, is, is, is he at high school or is he like a 35 year old man who's fingering? Because <laughs> yeah. that's not my boy. I don't yeah. know who that kid is. <laughs> he drives an ice cream truck. <laughs> It was to... look. It, I was proud of you when you were sixteen, but you got to be thirty-five and you wouldn't stop, little Charlie Junior. Yeah, <laughs> little Ollie, <laughs> Ollie. <laughs> and the OC hasn't been a cool show for years, mate. Stop. No, I'm. I'm just. I'm worried about uh, these fucking like flash mobs type teenage parties that happen. Like a oh, teenager. Yeah. Has a party now, and two hundred kids rock up and fucking riot in the street and throw bottles and. I mean that's that even how do we how do we we kind of address that now? I don't I don't know what the solution to that problem is. I don't know. Even good kids do bad fucked up shit these days. I because mean, I had fucking parties at my house where stuff got smashed and people crashed the house, and like my, my mum was there in the house, like yeah. fucking hiding in her bedroom, and I was a good kid. Yeah, and these were my friends who were smashing the house. You know yeah. what I mean? We never had like full on fucking party. Yeah. You're a good kid with good friends, and they came around and fucked up your yeah, house. Imagine right. if strangers get involved. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, it terrifies me. I mean, me. you probably went to parties as a teenager where dudes were stealing shit or smashing shit. Like, people... Oh, well, I, Teenage boys get into someone else's house. They don't give a fuck. And, you know, the other thing is that... Um, and I never did this, and I was lucky I didn't do this, but my brother did, and a bunch of other kids that I knew. 
the big thing being a country kid is you would go to a party at someone's house and people would steal cars and go joyriding. Because it's all country roads. Yeah, right. So they would just steal cars from the property, you know. Wow. Like, like, like working vehicles? Oh, uh, yeah, but like everyone would always have utes. And like on the farm, there's always heaps of cars because yeah. people have their family car. They'll have their you know, work, work ute. They might have like in you know, other vehicles. They have motorbikes or whatever, you know. So there's no shortage of, you know. So if you know how to steal a car, you can, you know, steal a car. And I knew a couple of blokes where I grew up who stole cars and got killed. And I know um, my brother was in a car that... Um, went into a ditch like yeah. you know like and happens a lot with kids in the it country was, you know like it, nearly, they were fine nearly but. everyone I know who grew up in the country has a story like that at least they know someone who's involved in some kind of accident My kids I, mucking around in like and people would go out fucking like shooting and stuff <clears throat> they'd be 14 and they'd be like yeah shooting you know at, at night you know with a spotlight drunk drunk <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong that'd be fine Bloody hell. And that's yeah. why we need Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> so please sponsor this show. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is going to have to be an abridged version because uh, uh, we've got shit to do. Okay, but we haven't finished the quiz. We've got one more question. Yeah. Um, let me find it. <laughs> the question is, do I have a secret ambition and what is it? Is it to fight crime dressed as a giant bat and then masturbate on people? <laughs> Because that would be a Big. great ending to this episode. Secret ambition. Um, uh, well, I mean, you have I'm an pretty, amb- I talk about everything. I'm, I, I mean, I do this podcast. If I have an ambition, you would probably... It would be documented by now. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that you, you probably... You know, what's my ambition? Where do you... Th- where, what have I told you about what I want to do? Where- well, you would like to write and produce films. Yes. So, perfect. Yeah. All right. So, out of 20 questions, you got one, two, three, four, and a half points. Uh, Okay, so you got 15 and a half out of 20. It's not right. bad. Yeah. Well, does it have like a thing on the, the test to, to say how, you know, what a couple we are if I get 15 and a half or is it just not one of those things? Um, doesn't say. Because if it doesn't have a, a scale, what's the point of the fucking quiz? Yeah. How do you know you if you've gone well or not? <laughs> I should have that before. Like, I just saw the quiz and got excited. How yeah. do you know your partner? Now I don't know if like 15 We're and a half is a good score or not. I'll have to leave that for another episode. That's what we should come up with. That's what we could sell as an idea. We could uh, do compatibility tests on people for podcasts. So we come up with a compatibility thing and people sit them down and we're a consulting service that puts people together who are compatible. That's a great idea. Do you enjoy discussions about Batman? But let's do it in the most like kind of slack way possible so we don't have to actually fucking talk to people and work out the compatible. We'll just use one of those text... Uh, you know, you said those late night ads oh, doing those 495. Yeah, text my name and see if you're yeah. compatible. Yeah. <laughs> you met a guy at a bar, you're having a good conversation, and you think, this could be a podcast. <laughs> That's what I should do is just text W I L to one of those numbers. And say, <laughs> Didn't even need to do this fucking quiz. What a waste of our time. Okay, so we're winding it up. Yeah. Um, you can find us on the Facebook page, you can find us on Twitter. There's uh, some really awesome stuff going on about the uh, the Superpod, the Lost Superpod, Death of Superpod. Um, uh, people are sending in anyone who's got stuff from bootlegs. Uh, you know. oh, we should probably make an official like, hey, we're cool with bootlegs for this one. Totally, it's it's one of those things where look, and we're also doing. There's been so many people. It's been amazing who've come online to tell us about data recovery <laughs> and you know that offering to do things for us. You know, there's people out there trying to put together bits of bootlegs that other people sort of recorded on the night. We don't mind. We'd just love people to 
be able to hear it, you know, you know, try to find it in a quality that we can put out in some fashion. Well, so. as Greg said on, on Death of Superpod, this is our American quilt. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Everyone gets to sew a patch. Yeah. And so I've been wrapped already. I've seen poems online and all sorts of, you know, amazing stuff. So it's, it's been really cool. And, um, I, of course, always rate the show on iTunes because, you know, it helps us go up the iTunes charts and gets more people listening to the show. And, you know, um, we were really inspired by doing the live shows and we're hoping that if we kind of build it up enough that we might get to do some more of them, you know. If public demand dictates it. Exactly. Essentially, we're happy to do them if we know that people will come. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. See the blood!